welcome to another episode of Little G Big World. Today I have a guest dog here, so the dogs are playing, so it might be a little bit loud. So if it is, I apologize. <laughs> right now. He's currently sniffing and licking the mic. So you might hear him. Alright. Anyways, um, our first thing <laughs> Alright, focus. Our first thing that I wanted to go over was we're getting a lot of questions about our moving on to a sailboat. So I was just going to give a quick update at where we are with that and what's going on. So first off, we did just get the paperwork that we are officially approved to get on and that there's a spot available. So we are filling all that out and completing that now. And then we will be moving on by probably the end of June is what the plan is right now. Um, we're currently looking at boats. We're looking to get a Catalina 30. Um, so if you know anyone selling around San Diego, let us know. And what kind of... <laughs> oh my gosh, having two dogs can be feel a little crazy. Okay. And then we... Yes, we will still be living in San Diego. Yes, we will still be working our same jobs. That's a question a lot of us are getting. We will still have our cars. There's a public lot nearby, so we'll be using a dinghy to get back and forth. Um, the other questions we've been getting is, where do you go to the bathroom? There are bathrooms on there, kind of like an RV, that you just get pumped out. Um, or you can actually move them over to the dock and pump them out yourself. And shower-wise, there is a shower on there. We'll probably take the majority of our showers at the gym, but we are able to take showers on our boat as well, which is nice. That is one thing that I'm a little bit sad about because I like taking long, hot showers, as Jeremy knows, and just shaving your legs and all those things get a little bit harder, but it will be worth the, it will totally be worth the great sunrises and sunsets and sailing days and things like that. Um, yes, so that is kind of where we, <laughs> these dogs are crazy right now, but anyways, that's where we are at with that, and so I just wanted to give you guys an update, um, if you had any other questions about it and why we're doing it, feel free to let us know, and based upon that, we'll answer those questions from there. So there is the sailboat update, um, Okay, so this week I'm going to be talking about an interview that I did with a friend of mine, Rebecca Sanders. She is a teacher with me, and she is just a great human. So her actual name is Rebecca, but most of us call us Becca. She loves the outdoors, too. She loves depth with others, and she can skip any of that small talk and get into that good stuff quickly. She's a teacher, like I said. She's an adventurer and a person that lights up the room with her authentic self and her pretty smile. She intentionally seeks to leave people better than she found them. I want to be a little more like her. So let's get to know Becca. All right. So I asked her, what are some things that we might find her doing? She loves listening to podcasts, reading a lot of books. She teaches third graders, and she's always looking to learn new things. She likes to try new hobbies each year. Currently, she's working on becoming a pilot, which actually takes a lot longer than you might think. But it's fun and a big challenge, and she's excited to finally finish. Don't mind the squeaky toys in the background, if you can hear that. All right, she loves to dabble a little in guitar and piano, and of course, the ukulele. 
Her family means so much to her, and she spends a lot of time with them. She's a younger brother and an older sister, and her sister had a baby and also is pregnant with another one along the way. And she asked me when I interviewed her if drinking tea can count as a hobby, too. <laughs> her favorite story to share is one of her mishaps. She said, it always seems as though mishaps while being outside end up being the best stories. This one was no different. She was in Yosemite a few years ago with her sister and her sister's husband. They spent the entire day hiking beautiful trails from sunrise to sunset, and maybe even a little later than they should have. She has a bad knee, so by the end of the day, she could barely walk any longer. She realized the sun was setting too fast, and that they were miles away from their car with no one else around. All they could do was start heading down the road with their thumb out, hoping someone would rescue them and pick them up. Most cars that drove by either looked away or pretended as though they didn't see them. Finally, a tow truck driver pulled over. First, he yelled at them for being too close to the road, but after being reprimanded, he let them pile in and drove 45 minutes to their car. The best part is, two years later, when she was in pilot school courses, she walked inside, and who was there but him? She said, are you Joe, the tow truck driver from Yosemite? And he said, are you the teacher from California? She said she would have been still hiding out in the flowers if it weren't for him. Besides this story, her favorite stories are always the unplanned quiet moments. Last summer, her friend and her finally pulled into the desert at 2 a.m. They spent the day stopping at every stop along the road and lost track of time, as every good trip goes. It was so dark when they got to the desert, they couldn't even set up. They grabbed their sleeping bags and fell asleep under the stars. She said she's never seen that many shooting stars in the sky. It's one of those moments you want to take a picture of to remember forever, but then if you do, it's almost as if it's not real anymore. Getting outside is important to her because she says, well, she's a little bit of a nerd about it. She read an article called This Is Your Brain on Nature. It talked about multiple studies and what it does to your brain to be outside in nature and in the outdoors. David Strayer from the University of Utah led a lot of the research looking into these effects. He claims the brain gets fatigued with all the directed attention and daily life of work, city life, driving, and so much more that we experience each day. In nature, you don't have to focus as much. Your attention's not directed at a million different pieces, but it's just paying attention to what's right around it. Flowing rivers, falling waterfalls, the sound of the woodpecker at work. His theory is called the three-day effect. He claims the brain recalibrates itself after three days in the outdoors. It recalibrates creativity, problem solving, and so much more inside the human brain. In his research, participants were 50% more effective in creative problem solving after experiencing the three-day period of time in the outdoors. Now, I don't know about you, but I feel like that's totally true for me. You get out there, you're away from their cell phone long enough, you forget to check the scrolling, you forget about your to-do list, and you just suddenly get settled into the rhythms and the patterns of what the outdoors has to offer. She says some doctors are even training their pediatricians to prescribe families with time in parks and nature. There's research showing nature helps many heal faster, stress hormones decline, and so much more. So many people have this huge poetic answer or strive to get the perfect photo, but honestly, it's just good if we just go outside. Reading the article, she says put into words what she's always felt about the outside. She's felt when she gets outside, I'm well now, she says. I feel so much better, and it's like that full breath of fresh air we all need. Her soul's finally aligned. When she's outside, she says it brings out her true personality. She feels like her personality gets muddled at, in life and in work. 
She feels like she's losing who she is, and she's not even sure who she really is at some times. But when she's outside, she doesn't question it. It comes back to her easily and perfectly clear. When she's outside, she's okay with the way things work out. It may not work the way she planned, but her expectations just change. She no longer has to have it the way she always wanted. To anyone to visit the Philippines. It's hard to say a specific spot in the Philippines because it depends on what you're into, but there's something there for everyone. You can find beaches, coral reefs to dive in, forests, and jungle to explore. Animals, so much more. She lived there for seven years as a missionary kid from junior high through high school. She went to an international school called Faith Academy where many missionary kids and kids whose parents were abroad on business went. She got to meet so many people from around the world. To women out there who dream of exploring, adventuring, and traveling, her advice to them is to read a book called What I Was Doing While You Were Breathing. Now, the book's hilarious, but she said she doesn't agree with everything she does. But she does have a lot of gold little nuggets in there. One of them is on making choices. Basically, many women get trapped in decision-making in our lives. So generally, we live lucky lives where we don't choose between one great and one bad. We choose between two awesome things. When we're making choices, we need to remember this. We can't get trapped in the, I can't do this because I've chosen that, or I can't do that because I'd give up this. We need to remember and appreciate that wherever you are, it's good. When it comes to making choices like kids versus travel, buying a house or booking that trip we've always wanted, we just make it work. We're extreme to ourselves, where we make ourselves fall on one end or the other, but why can't we bring our kids to the outdoors? Why can't we show ourselves a little grace and have a little bit of both worlds? She wants women to know we can make our lives into exactly the way we want it to be. We can take the big job and use our weekends to still get out under starry skies. We can have a new baby and buy the stroller that rides along the trails you've always wanted to hike. She wants women to know we can choose many things. Each week as I keep interviewing these women, I notice the similarity of what the outdoors is to people. It meets everyone exactly where they need to be met. Everyone describes a sense that whenever they get outside, they get exactly what they've been needing and they feel whole again. So go get outside this week. Remember that three-day effect and that it's so good for you when you make time for it. See you next week.